Well, hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We have a special one for you today. A few weeks ago, I did a webinar that was titled, What If I Never Planned to Teach a Fitness Class? Why Should I Come Through Instructor Training? Listen, before you stop listening, this is for everyone. We're going to give you a soundbite, a little uh, portion of this teaching which really help people get a bigger vision, a bigger understanding of what fitness is supposed to be. We need to remind ourselves of this because if we are not careful, our hearts wander back into these old paradigms and definitions of fitness. So I really encourage all of you to listen to this. If you are enjoying this podcast, doing the Revving the Words, uh, RevWell TV, however you're engaging with us, this is information that's foundational. So whether you become an instructor or not, you are benefiting, I, I hope, from the revelation that God is showing us about fitness. So this is going to be a fun little snippet. Uh, you can go listen to the entire webinar in its entirety because there's some really great content that we just cut out so that you could get get um, you know get in and get out on this podcast. But if you want more. And if that question is true for you, like Lisa, I'm never going to teach a fitness class. Why should I come through training? Then go check out the, the rest of that webinar. And uh, we'll put a link here in the show notes for you to, um, to do that. And listen, I'm going to be real transparent with you guys about how many people are actually teaching uh, fitness classes here or doing uh, using the Revelation Wellness Training. And um, so I'm going to show my cards to you because we're not here. <laughs> we're not here for the fitness. We're here for the freedom. But we know that the fitness and moving our bodies is part of that exchange of our bad news for his good news. The bad news that gets stuck in these bodies, he accesses when we move our feet in hearing uh, the word of God. So, or be still and be loved, right? All right, so enjoy this um, episode. Would love to hear your thoughts. Leave a review or uh, comment over on social media. Let us know if you listen to this. And if you are considering coming through training, well, there's still time. You have just about two weeks uh, before our signups close for Platoon 29. Uh, and I think you can probably just make, yeah, you can. You can still make the early bird discount. So that goes through, uh, I believe the 26th next week. You have some time, but don't delay. If you know you're supposed to get in here, get in here. We want to see you uh, living the full life, the, the full expression of health and wholeness that God intended for you. All right, donors, thank you. As always, you're making this possible. You are moving the mission. You are a mission mover with us and we love you. Have a great day, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Our teaching today, I'm never going to teach a fitness class, Elisa. Why should I come through instructor training? And we want to share with you today how it is for your everyday life. You might not think so, but we can promise you it is for your everyday life. So let's get going. Let me ask you this question. What have you known fitness to be? What have you known it to be? When you think the word fitness, and even that's why you hear fitness class or fitness, what have you known that to be? Fitness is often equating with having a body that is acceptable or a physique and a physical ability so that you can stay at the front of the pack and not get left behind. Anyone remember fitness tests in school? Remember those? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, remember you would be tested and timed how many pull-ups or if you were a girl, how long could you hang? Boy, that kid is struggling, like that face right there, right? Some of you, this brings back trauma for you. Like it brings back stressful memories for you. You were the last one kicked are picked for the kickball team. You were the last kid to climb up the rope. You were the last one. You were the charity case when it was time to pick teams, right? But Jesus says in his word that the last are first. The first, those who train, those who are strong, and those who can run to the front of the pack, they're last. And what he means by last, they come up behind and help push those at the back, encourage them on so that no one does get left behind, that we are in this together. Some of you have taken fitness classes where there's shallow messages, where we get the messages of what you should be able to do or uh, some type of penance to pay from the night before of what you've eaten. This pressure to perform. And let me tell you, there's a part of you that likes that. It's called your flesh. Your flesh is really excited. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at a baseline and then I'm going to measure myself eight weeks from now and I'll be able to do this, this, and this. And hear me, there's, there's nothing wrong with those, those types of setting of goal, but we get tossed around because we have not truly learned what fitness should be. So when we hear about fitness classes or fitness training, we go, I'm out. But meanwhile, we, we haven't gone to the, the Lord and asked for a greater revelation, revelation wellness. So I told you, I've been in the book and he tells me his secrets. And today as you leave here, I promise you, you will understand how you can take this out into your life, but also why, why the fitness? So that you don't push it away and go, oh, that's not for me. Or even begin to see it as the barrier that, no, I'm not going to do that. Because we truly, really, and deeply are not about the fitness here at Revelation Wellness. Does anyone remember this show in the 1980s? I'm just hitting the 1980s hard. American Gladiator. Anyone? Yeah. Tams, did you watch it? Who was your girl? Do you remember any of the names? Laser. Laser. Storm. Come here, Tammy. Uh, Crystal, come to, cut to Tammy, Tammy, please. Look at it. Oh, I do she can do it. I have oh, oh, you... Hold on. We're live. This is, I, re, I reserve the right to do a live puzzle. Look at, do you think Tammy watched American Gladiator? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was the best. Storm and Lace. Give All right, you guys. American Gladiator was this, like, um, I don't know, like an obstacle course race uh, that they would fight against each other. It's a little bit like what is now. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, but you would fight off with someone else. And they were big, and they had muscles with muscles. I mean, it was like this, what it was, it was a a visual spectacle, a visual display of strength and beauty, and the women had their physique, right? We've seen this. We saw in the 1980s really come to a high point. American Gladiator, Gladiator, American Ninja Warrior, fitness competitions, shows uh, that have competing against one another. The biggest loser, all this has done, friends, is created something called diet culture. <laughs> we didn't know it at the time, but it was just slowly evolving this quiet pressure 
and expectation placed on our bodies and our souls and our physical ability that not everyone is going to be able to rise to. Not everyone's going to have joy like someone who finds themselves in American Gladiator and not missing a night and watching it. Some of us, like myself, just have a bend towards it so it feels more natural. But again, it becomes obsessive. But many people, and I would say more than not, because we know that because the sedentary uh, activity in life of what we know people uh, in the United States, especially just we're less active than we once were because we're busier than we've ever been, that majority of people kind of neglect it and go, forget it, forget it. And it matters to God. It all matters. So diet culture, as defined by Nadia Craddock, uh, she is a body image researcher, and this is her quote, and I love it. Diet culture is a collective set of social expectations telling us one way to be and one way to look and one way to eat and that we are a better person, that we are more worthy, a more worthy person if our bodies are a certain way. Anyone? Anyone's felt that? Have you bought into that? Right? So then we go, I'm never going to teach fit. i I'm never, and hear me, you're right. You might not never teach the fitness. And we're going to talk more about that. But it's just the word and the stigma around fitness. People go, oh, no, 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 no. And we would go, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> we don't want that anymore. We want to do something different. We want to show the world something more beautiful, what fitness was meant to be. Diet culture is rooted in fear and self-loathing self-loathing and fear. What, what does that best? My flesh. My flesh. The part of me that exists disconnected from the spirit of God who made me, called me, saved me, transforms me, and renews me. My flesh is dead in itself. And so fear and self-loathing is the result of not having relationship with God. It's in coming back to God and we bring our bodies to that we are fully made new, holy, heart, mind, soul, and strength. Self-loathing and fear has got to go. First John 4, 18 says that perfect love casts out fear. God's perfect love drives it out because fear has to do with punishment. So I get it. Some of you are like, I don't, you know, fitness, no. I've spent too much time feeling punished by the rules or the regulations. Kristen Peters came through instructor training and she shares this testimony. She says, he, God, took my feelings of being a failure and instead he told me, you are equipped. Those feelings of feeling like not enough, yeah, instead he told me that he's enough for me. Fear and self-loathing. This tendency to feel like something's wrong with us. Friends, that's not just something that your mama taught you and someone else just told you something's wrong with you. This has been pervasive since the beginning. When Adam and Eve in the beginning were created with God to walk in the cool of the day with him in the garden and to subdue and have dominion and to multiply good, they were given this paradise to live in, this place of pleasure. But God said, one thing, 
You can have all of this. This is all yours. Subdue it and have dominion. The only thing I ask, there's a tree here. Don't eat from it. It's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's not for you to have. It's not yours. And that's so kind of God. It's just too heavy for us to know the knowledge of good and evil. That's for God alone. But God lets us see that as a choice. I've told them what to do. Will they not do it? And we know what happens. A serpent comes, an evil one that was cast down onto this earth before we were made. He's roaming this earth as his domain. And he comes and slithers up and, and secretly whispers lies to us about God. Doubts and suspicions that God's not good. And we believe it. And we take the temptation to eat that fruit, that, that tree that we were not to have, right? This is why choice is so important. God values choice. He allows us to have a choice. You can choose love or fear, shame or joy. You can choose. And so we exercised our choice and we did it poorly. We chose the temptation of something God said that we couldn't have because maybe we could be like God as a serpent whispers to us. And the first effect, not consequence, but effect that we see of sin is in Genesis 3.10. And he, this is Adam, said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Y'all, this is really important. This is really, really important. Come back to me. When people go, what is the big deal with the body? <laughs> this matters. Adam and Eve are living naked and unashamed. They're with God. They're with one another. And there's a serpent present. That's not a sin. Evil's there. That's not a sin. But when they gave into the temptation and believed the lie of something else that maybe God was holding out and not as good as they once thought, they, they bent their heart that way. The very first thing, God comes looking for Adam and Eve. Where are you? Where are you? You were right here a minute ago. Now I sense your distancing from me. I sense that you're not with me. And Adam replies, I heard you. I got afraid because I was naked. Because I, he saw himself. The first effect of sin, not consequence. That comes later when God hands the curses out. He hands the curse to the snake and the consequences to Adam and Eve. If you ever notice, he doesn't curse Adam and Eve. He says, cursed are you to the serpent, but he doesn't say cursed are you, Adam and Eve. He says, you've got some consequences because of this. Now, Adam, you are going to be wrung out. The world is, you're going to work and the, the ground is not going to produce for you, which makes man, men more prone to pleasure, just relief, just to check out. And hey, woman, your pursuit now is going to be for the man and he is not going to have his head or ears towards you. You're going to want them and they won't have their eyes on you. We feel that, right? That's that's the consequence, not the curse. These are going to be the consequence because of that. But the first effect of sin was we looked at ourselves and said, something's wrong. Something's wrong. We looked at our body. I was naked and I hid myself. Adam and Eve stopped seeing themselves. Their body, this created a mago day. They couldn't see it anymore. And this is why, friends, you got to come back to your body. 
Revelation Wellness is just opening doors to get on in here and bring your body too, because we're all busy with our spiritual activity and doing the things and going to church and joining the groups. But if we secretly cannot stand this body, it's an effect of sin. And we got to come back to it. And I truly believe as long as we can keep distancing the body and putting it over here and just going, I don't do fitness. That's weird. No, thank you. Tried it, dieted, didn't work. If we keep doing that, it's because the enemy was playgrounding in that for so long. And if we keep pushing it away, Satan has this nice little crevice that he can just keep coming in and crowbarring and splitting us up and splitting us up until we can come back to ourselves. Do we see that this is so important? The very first effect of sin was we looked and said something's wrong. And we've carried that with us through generations. The shame and the fear and the self-loathing showed right up in that moment. But God. <laughs> Isaiah 54, 4 says, Fear not, for you will not be put to shame, and do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. But you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your wid widowhood. You will remember no more. Shame off you. Psalm 34, 5 those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Revelation Wellness is a community of people who want to see God on earth as he is in heaven. And in order for us to do that, we cannot have shame. Because those who look to him are radiant. Those who look to him are embodying their Imago Dei. And they do that wherever they go. Wherever you go, your body goes with you. It's not just some empty container that's carrying and housing the ghost of a Holy Spirit. God was purposeful when he made you. Which is why the first effect, the enemy loves this one. Something's wrong. Something's wrong here. So you know what? I'll just dress it up. Put some makeup on it, put some dress, put some clothes, put some expensive things on it. Or I'll just, I'll just use it to work and get what I want. But I, meanwhile, I'm distanced myself from God. We want to see God on earth now as he is in heaven. And there is no shame where he is. And we are people who don't just want to go to heaven one day. <laughs> If we just make it through, if I can just buckle up and white knuckle this body, you know, this body's just, it's just not, it's not working like it once did. So let me just get to heaven, get that new body. Now we want God to come now. And your body is the vessel and the vehicle for kingdom to come to earth. Let's talk about culture. Because Revelation Wellness is a community of people. And when you have a community of people, what you have is culture. There is a culture in your home, right? Culture in your home, a feeling, a vibe. And then there's a culture at your work. And if you go to school, there's another culture there. I mean, we have theme songs. We have colors. We wear our team jersey. There's a culture there. And then when you go to the snowboard or go to some place to leisurely relax, there's a culture there. Everywhere you go where there's a community of people, there's a culture. And they bring their bodies into that culture. 
The definition of culture is the beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. That's from the Webster's Dictionary. So that's defining culture. Listen, there's culture everywhere you go. Now, Revelation Wellness, we want to see kingdom culture. A kingdom culture is a group of people who bring their belief in the kingdom of God and his multiracial, image-bearing, beautiful diversity to the places they live, work, study, and play. This is why if you never teach a fitness class, it's not about that. It's about getting you fit <laughs> to come back to this body, to embody the presence of God wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you study, and wherever you play. This is why we train. We train to be fit to contain and hold the peace of God and the power of his kingdom. Not to compete for first place. <laughs> not to be the gladiator who can knock another one off. Not to have the lowest body fat. Not to slip into the skinny pair of jeans. But to embody the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Your body is that vehicle for it. Being fit is about what we can hold and contain, not what muscle size we gain. Jennifer Crawford came through training and she said this, maybe you want to jump in, but you think it's just for fitness people. It's not. It's so much for your heart and your spirit to grow in so many ways. Revelation Wellness is, we're on mission. We're on mission to train healthy and hold disciples of all sizes, shapes, colors, and abilities who make healthy and hold disciples where they live, work, study, and play. Health. We need health. Why? Because there is disease. Because there is sickness. Wholeness. Why? Because we are prone to fall apart. And fall into pieces when things feel hard. And in this world, things will feel hard. In this world, there is sin. In this world, the enemy wants you to still kill and destroy what you have. And if he can just get you to look at this body and think, man, it's, it's bad. That's the crowbar that he can get in that sliver and pull you and separate you and keep you from being whole. Healthy and whole disciples. Jesus says in Matthew 9, uh, the Pharisees come to him and they say to the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Ugh, it's so gross. What's up? That is not a devout teacher like we have in our temple. Why does your teacher do that? And Jesus overhears the Pharisees talking to his disciples and he says, that it's not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what I mean by this. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Sinners know that they're sick. And so we train for health. Come on. This is a big deal. 
When we come to the Lord and we walk into the kingdom, we want to know that we can hold and contain what God's given us. We have this jar, or we, this bodies are a jar of clay that contain the surpassing power of knowing God. We need to be able to hold it and maintain it instead of falling apart in our health or our dis-ease and our stress that breaks us off from wholeness and peace. So the big question, the $25,000 question of this time together, Elisa, why do I have to do the fitness part then? If I'm never going to teach a fitness class, why, why do I have to do the fitness part? Why, why are we even doing that? Because the deeper story of your life is written on your body, in your body. It is all over you. <laughs> the deeper story of your life. Elisa, how is that so? Well, let's just do a little science here, everyone. And this is information I wish someone, someone would have told me. Your brain did not fully develop to high functioning and reasoning until you were 25 years old. In other words, you couldn't look at stuff objectively with a well-formed thought, with a worldview that is healthy, which most of us didn't have, until you're 25 years old. Tell me how many mistakes you made before you were 25. Tell me how many pains you lived through before you were 25. Tell me how many poor choices were made in food, fashion, and friends before 25. <laughs> your story was starting to form in your mother's womb. And friends, before you had thought, which is cognitive thinking and could have a thought about something you were feeling, you had feelings. And those feelings are chemical charges and emotions that run through your body. How do we know? Does anyone have a six-month-old right now? Lay them down on a blanket and start to put them to sleep. And then walk in and start yelling. What will happen? That baby will jerk and jump. That baby will have a chemical response inside of them that although they can't say the word fear, they feel it. And that gets stored up in the body. That list of books I gave you back there will concur that there is a somatic knowledge, which means a body knowledge that we can't know until we get in our body and allow this space to come back to ourselves and for us as followers of Christ to come back to the God who made us. This is why every time you come to your body, you get in your body, you go for a walk, you breathe, you go, wait a minute, I'm going to ask the Lord to come and search me and know me in this stress or anxiety that I feel right now, or this anger, this bitterness, God, come and search me and know me. He gets in and sorts through the things that we have no words for. And sometimes we don't even need the words, but he knows. His spirit is the helper that brings life and peace. Story of your life has been written on your body. So we got to get back in the body, healthy and whole disciples who bring the kingdom of God here on earth are not afraid of their bodies. They're just not afraid of their body. They cannot shame their body. We have to know our disease, our unhealth, before we start pointing at others. 
Jennifer Vohar is a clinical social worker, you guys, a clinical social worker, meaning she works with people who are hurting and in adversity. And she said this about her training. I learned more about myself and as a professional, the clinical work that I can do with my clients through training. I grew so much as a person and as a clinician and as a child of God. Mm -hmm. Health and wholeness, right? You can... You can have all the degrees, you can read all the books, you can watch all the, all the YouTubes and listen to all the podcasts and get all the knowledge you need. But in, until you go, okay, I had to go through this training that's going to ask me to, to use some fitness and trust it, that there will be things that God will show you that no language can give you because it probably occurred or has been stored up in your body before you even had words. Okay. Here's what you need to know. These are the things. Actually, I've got, do I have one more training? Yeah, I do. I have one more, one more testimony on this being whole. Daniel Covalito says, through this training and allowing God to be first in my life, I've become more forgiving, more patient, more understanding, less judgmental, more loving, and have become more of what God designed me to be. Keep that slide up. Isn't that crazy? Look at that quote. Meaning, I'm, I'm, I know Danielle. I know that she was a Christian before coming through our training. I'm sure she'd read many scriptures. Matthew 6 about forgiving. I'm sure she'd read many scriptures about uh, the fruit of the Spirit being patience. And that uh, all wisdom begins with understanding. In Proverbs, I'm sure she had read all this before. And to love God with all of who we are. But it isn't until she came to this particular vehicle of Revelation Wellness that it hit for her. That she became more of, who, of what God designed her to be. Because y'all, God's not weighing our body or like trying to get us to have the perfect body or even the smartest mind. But that our hearts would be fully his. And to have a heart that's fully his, you got to give him your body too. The whole thing. All of it. And I mean it when I say, if we just keep outsourcing the body and putting it out there and, you know, just enrolling it in another program that will help you lose the weight and, and kind of satisfy the ache of your flesh, the enemy can keep coming in and separating you and shattering you. But once you begin to understand as a disciple of God, all of it. So entering into this training is an all training. I want to share with you what you will learn that isn't fitness. So we've already shared some testimonies how people said it's changed my life. It's changed how I work. It changes the culture around them. They've gone back into the places they live, work, study, and play and have been affected by it because they now are fit and containing peace. And we don't just talk about it. We actually give you the tools to learn how to do that. We actually, you will exercise these things. You won't just sit and read about them. There's a lot of that that happens in our Places of worship. There's a lot of sitting and taking in a lot of information. But where are we applying it? This is the community that goes, oh, we got to apply this. We got to put it into practice. And we're not going to be perfect, but we're going to help each other. And we can call each other up. So these are things you will learn that is not fitness. How to recognize and deal with idolatry. That means to address the obsess and neglect cycle. 
a framework for biblical leadership. You will learn that through our Nehemiah Bible study. And by the way, you're all leaders. If you are, if you got anyone with you that's younger than you, you are leading them. A child, a coworker, lead. Nutrition and education and informed eating. You're going to learn how to have a relationship restored with food as God created it to be. How to live an embodied faith, not just a having a faith, but embodying a faith. Spiritual and physical practices for combating anxiety and depression. Body image, redeemed. All bodies are good bodies. How to live and relate in healthy community and how to lead yourself and others to holistic wellness, a mind, body, spirit. This is why a lot of people come through and they become better parents because they now begin to see their child as a whole person. And they've done the work of their own anxiousness or fears or worries that have been rumbling around in that body for some time. All right. I'm going to do something that I've never done before now. We have never done this in Revelation Wellness. I'm I'm going to do it now. I told my team, we're going to do this teaching. Let's just show our cards. Let's just get real honest about the statistics of people who actually come through training and then go out and teach fitness. Because, right, we tend to go, oh, that's what other people do. They're all teaching fitness. I don't fit there. I, I don't fit that culture because I don't, I, don't, I don't see myself doing fitness. Would never really call myself a fitness person. So we'll just leave that over there to them. Well, you're not alone in that thought. So here's the statistic. Since 2011, we've trained 2,700 people. 2,700 people have come through our instructor training, which is just discipleship training for your whole self. Out of those 2,700, 1,900 of them are active today. What does it mean to be an active instructor? It means they are plugged into the community. They, are, um, they pay a yearly fee to have access to ongoing tools and support and coaching and community. And they are literally, if you don't know a Revelation Wellness person, you need to know a Revelation Wellness person. Because they're not playing around. <laughs> We're really living this out. They aren't pointing at other people until they, they got to look at themselves. They are living it out. It is the Jesus way. We, we love Jesus and we want to live a life unto him and to look like him, to, to bear his image, to carry his mind. So 1,900 of those instructors, are, they're still doing it. They're still pressing in because this is not about the fitness. But out of those 1,961 instructors, only 13% are actually teaching right now fitness classes. And that's based on they have registered their classes on our website. So there's probably more who they just haven't registered their classes. But this we know is the healthy number because part of the beauty of becoming instructor is we get you on the website so that people can find you because they're looking for you. They're looking for a healthy community where they can just show up and throw off all the sin that has hindered and entangled them and to come back and not be looking at this with fear and shame and self-loathing. They're done. So 13% are on the website. So here's what I'm saying. 
This is the majority of people who have come through training. They aren't teaching a fitness class. Now, that doesn't mean that their door is closed to teaching because sometimes what happens before they know, they're like, wow, I actually kind of like this. This is a good time. <laughs> this is fun. This is good for my soul. And it really is to, to teach it. It really does. It's a freedom to get in front of people and lead others in that type of joy. But 13% are actually doing it. The rest... They are using their training in these ways. Let's show that list. They're 63% of them to love and serve their families. Come on, 63% have come through and are still part of us, 1,900 of them. 13% of 1,900 is what? Well, 190, maybe 250 instructors are, are actually teaching classes, but the rest of them they're doing this. We call this revving. They're revving in their homes. They're applying this. They're teaching their kids how to embody faith. They're teaching their kids how to have an emotion, how to be not rude to their feelings, but also not rude with their feelings. They are working this out to love and serve their families. Man, if we just leave that mark on the earth, we did a good job here at Revelation Wellness. 56% are personal development. I just, I wanted to learn more about me. And it's teaching me. And remember, these people are still actively here and growing and learning. 39% do it for personal ministry outreach. And another 39% do it to facilitate the wellness revelation. Back to the book that was at the beginning, we give you content. So you're like, I don't want to teach a fitness class, but people really do need this knowledge. They need this paradigm. They need this framework. And they do that through... Uh, facilitating the wellness revelation, either in person or online. So that would mean, you know, almost 40% of 1,900 people are, are just gathering community and working through some concepts. And again, I have a new book coming out soon. We've got some new curriculum coming. We're always creating content for our instructors, which le leads to the next point. 23% host meetups. That means we as an organization, as a, as a team, create these contents for you to go out and just meet with people. You don't have to do anything, literally, but open your doors or open a Zoom room. And we create all the content for you to have them come in and experience. You just push play and facilitate. Follow the spreadsheet. Follow the, the game plan. We give you the game plan. That's why you may never teach a fitness class. But look at all the difference that you could make in these different places of where you live, of where you work, where you study, and where you play. We bring kingdom culture here to earth. Friends, we're so glad you are here today. Be sure to swipe up on the show notes for all the resources mentioned and click on the link to get registered for Platoon 29. The early bird discount is available until July 26th. So download your packet today. And would you do us a favor before you go? Please share this episode with a friend who needs this training. Be blessed.